Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Monday of the 15th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who show the light of your truth to those who go astray, so that they may return to the right path, give all who for the faith they profess are accounted Christians the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ and to strive after all that does it honour. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the command of our God, you people of Gomorrah. What are your endless sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I am sick of holocausts of rams and the fat of calves. The blood of bulls and of goats revolts me. When you come to present yourselves before me, who asked you to trample over my courts? Bring me your worthless offerings no more. The smoke of them fills me with disgust. New moons, Sabbaths, assemblies, I cannot endure festival and solemnity. Your new moons and your pilgrimages, I hate them with all my soul. They lie heavy on me. I am tired of bearing them. When you stretch out your hands, I turn my eyes away. You may multiply your prayers. I shall not listen. Your hands are covered with blood. Wash. Make yourselves clean. Take your wrongdoing out of my sight. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Search for justice. Help the oppressed. Be just to the orphan. Plead for the widow. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. To the upright I will show the saving power of God. To the upright I will show the saving power of God. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms nor goats from among your herds. To the upright I will show the saving power of God. But how can you recite my commandments 
and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law, and throw my words to the winds. To the upright I will show the saving power of God. You do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? A sacrifice of thanksgiving honours me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. To the upright I will show the saving power of God. Alleluia, alleluia. Happy are they who suffer persecution for justice' sake. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus instructed the twelve as follows. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. It is not peace I have come to bring, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be those of his own household. Anyone who prefers father or mother to me is not worthy of me. Anyone who prefers son or daughter to me is not worthy of me. Anyone who does not take his cross and follow in my footsteps is not worthy of me. Anyone who finds his life will lose it. Anyone who loses his life for my sake will find it. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and those who welcome me welcome the one who sent me. Anyone who welcomes a prophet will have a prophet's reward, and anyone who welcomes a holy man will have a holy man's reward. If anyone gives so much as a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is a disciple, then I tell you solemnly, he will most certainly not lose his reward. When Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he moved on from there to teach and preach in their towns. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Get a load of these words of Jesus. Do not suppose that I've come to bring peace to the earth. It's not peace I've come to bring, but a sword. Holy moly. That does not sound like the voice of Jesus. And yet, I think it invites us to to kind of enter into this struggle. Like, what's the Lord actually talking about here? Because there's so much in the gospel that speaks about peace and about him being the prince of peace is what the prophet Isaiah calls him. Um, Jesus' first words after his resurrection, words to his apostles, peace be with you. At the Last Supper, Jesus says to his disciples, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Well, maybe there's the hint. Not as the world gives. Not a worldly kind of peace, but a peace that comes from God. And I think there's another little hint in what Jesus says in the gospel today. He says, do not imagine that I have come to bring peace to the earth. He's come to bring to the earth what is not yet on the earth, and he's come from God. And the kind of peace that he comes to bring is the kind of peace that comes from God, not not the kind of peace that exists in the world, not the kind of peace that comes about through compromise or the kind of peace that comes about because the mighty have 
silenced the weak. A, a different kind of peace. So here's the thing. Where does this lack of peace, this this warring come from, this enmity that exists within the world and, and within ourselves? It's the fact of things not being as God has created them, of things not being in harmony, of not being at peace. And I suppose the best that worldly peace can accomplish is a kind of detente, a sort of truce between the warring factions. We can't create harmony per se, we can just kind of lay down the arms. The true peace which Christ brings is a peace that comes from regeneration, from the interior of things being restored, transformed, recreated. And we know within ourselves there's something that needs to be purified, that needs to be put to death. Now, that doesn't sound like an especially peaceful process at all. So Jesus says he's come to bring the sword. So what sword is that? Well, when we read the letter to the Hebrews, we get this. The word of God is something alive and active. It cuts like any double-edged sword, but more finely, it can slip through the place where the soul is divided from the spirit or joints from the marrow. It can judge the secret emotions and thoughts. No created thing can hide from him. Everything is uncovered and open to the eyes of the one to whom we must give account of ourselves. So we hear that the sword is the word of God. It's a word of truth, and it's also a word of judgment. A word that points to the fact that things aren't as they should be, and they stand in need of purification, of new life. Now, the good news about this purification is that it's the very thing that brings peace. It's the thing that resolves the interior tension of our own lives not being in the harmony that God has created them to be. You know, we find ourselves at war within ourselves and at war with others because we're missing that harmony. And so the kind of peace that the world brings is a sort of truce whereby we stick a band-aid over the problem while underneath the wound still exists. You know, we try to get on as best we can. But here Jesus points out that the kind of peace that he has come to bring, it comes by means of the sword. The sword of God's word, which cuts more finely. It excises the interior and doesn't just paper over the top. And so this is very much a moment when Jesus reminds us that he's come to bring us life, not comfort. And so we find ourselves in a bit of a paradox. Jesus has come to bring us life, but there are parts of us that still need to die. And that's painful. And so new life comes by means of death. St. Paul describes it like this in the letter to the Romans. He says, We must realise that our former selves have been crucified with him to destroy this sinful body and to free us from the slavery of sin. 
When a man dies, of course, he's finished with sin. But we believe that having died with Christ, we shall return to life with him. Christ, as we know, having been raised from the dead, will never die again. Death has no more power over him. When he died, he died once for all to sin. So his life is now life with God. Is it any wonder then that the words that Jesus addresses to his disciples after his resurrection is exactly this, peace be with you. That when we join him in carrying our cross, when we allow the old self to die, and we join Jesus in his tomb, that we wait there for the resurrection, for new life, the life in which Jesus gives the peace which the world cannot give. The peace which brings true harmony, not only interiorly to ourselves, but true harmony to the whole world, because everything will be as God has made it to be. But in the meantime, there's a struggle. The world is still deeply wounded by sin, and in a wounded world, the word of God, the word of truth, stings. It's got It speaks a word of judgment. It speaks a word which is painful and calls for repentance and conversion. It calls for the old self to be put to death. And that word is not welcomed by all. And we see the kind of division that it causes, even within our most intimate of relationships between father, daughter, mother, in-laws, households. But let us hear once more the invitation from our Lord Jesus today, that we would take up his cross and follow in his footsteps, to not defend the unspiritual life, the old self, because that's the one that we will lose. But instead, to look for the life of heaven, to look for the life that is restored and regenerated by God, the life of the resurrection the life that brings true peace. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
and with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.